It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get into it. It is the Locked On Panthers podcast. I am your host, Julian Council. Make sure to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. Also, make sure to go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. My third day of doing this. Let's get that rating up. So if you like what I'm doing, give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can get your podcast and wherever you find your podcast consistently. Also, radio.com. Formerly known as Radio.com, now is known as Odyssey. So if you already have that app, and if you've been following me back when I was working local radio here, you might already have that app. Go ahead and just go to the App Store, wherever your App Store is. Refresh that, re-download it. It's going to come up as Odyssey, and you search Locked On Panthers, and you will find us there. Big show today. Um, A ton of talk about Mac Jones, and primarily Justin Fields. Mac Jones had his second pro day of this draft season down in Tuscaloosa and in Justin Fields had his first pro day and his only pro day up in Columbus, Ohio at Ohio State. Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, Pat Stewart, all the Panthers brass, those guys were down there. Um, And then down in Tuscaloosa, you had Joe Brady. So who of the two would be a better fit for the Carolina Panthers? Also, I saw that's been put out there. Matt Miller was a really good job covering the NFL draft. Brought up a little bit of insight that the Carolina Panthers could be looking at a franchise left tackle at eight. Is that something that you would like to see, even if they have their future quarterback sitting there at eight, potentially? And finally, the 17th game has finally been approved by the National Football League. Carolina is headed to the Houston Texans in 2021. But there's one player in the Houston Texans that a lot of us were obsessing over Is it time for Panthers fans to finally move on from Deshaun Watson with the ongoing legal troubles? It seems almost every day a new lawsuit is being filed, a new name is coming out, and that's not great news for the Houston Texans. Also not great news for the Carolina Panthers, a team, an organization that were really interested in trading for Deshaun Watson, a player who says he wants out of Houston. Let's start off first up in Columbus, Ohio with Justin Fields. i got to be honest with you all. I do not care for the NFL draft process at all. I know there's a lot of people out there who do a great job covering the draft and the lead up to it. I hate it. It's not interesting to me. I can't stand the over analyzation of all these players. I'm just so tired of it. I love college football. I love watching these guys grow and develop when they're freshmen to sophomores to juniors and seniors. They stay that long. And I love, I love the fact that they get to go out there and to try and achieve and live their dream of going to the NFL. And it just makes me so upset and it annoys the hell out of me to have a lot of these guys just get scrutinized. And I think a lot of the criticism is unfair. And Justin Fields, I feel like this year, is that guy, especially among quarterbacks. It's been known pretty much since his first year at Clemson, like Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one overall one day. Last year, the thought was around this time, and even going into the season, that Justin Fields would be the number two quarterback coming off the board. 
But now the New York Jets apparently are all in on Zach Wilson. While Trey Lance might be jumping ahead of him, um, also Mac Jones. A lot of people are saying he's going to be going to San Francisco. That might be the target. Chris Sims of NBC Sports. He has been all over saying Kyle Shanahan is going to be targeting Mac Jones, the quarterback from Alabama, who also had his pro day on Tuesday afternoon. I just don't understand it. It just it frustrates me because if you watch Justin Fields play at Ohio State the past two years, you've seen a guy who's been deadly accurate, who's rarely turned the football over. Didn't he only threw one interception his first year as a starter, his sophomore year at Ohio State? That interception, that interception total went up this past season, this past fall down in Columbus. But he was still a highly accurate, highly efficient player who could run the football. Today, he goes out there and runs a 4-4-40, and he throws all the pa- – he has amazing throws and everything, and then people are like, oh, man, this guy's pretty good at football. It's like, well, duh. If you've been paying attention to Justin Fields since he came out of Harrison, Georgia, where he was a five-star recruit who initially was going to Penn State, decommitted, Kirby Smart was all on him. Dan Mullen down at Florida, they wanted to get him. Kirby Smart taking a helicopter to go see Justin Fields and convincing him to come to Georgia, even though they already had a five-star prospect in Jake Fromm as a starting quarterback who had just taken that team to a national championship. He's like, hey, come on. Come home to Georgia. Stay here in Georgia and be our quarterback. And Kirby Smart eventually sticks with Jake Fromm, who ends up being a fifth-round pick for the Buffalo Bills. I don't really see him have a future as a franchise quarterback, while Justin Fields goes up to Ohio State and is awesome. And for whatever reason, the NFL draft media or whoever the hell they are have spent this entire offseason basically telling you all that's wrong with Justin Fields without recognizing how good he's been on the field. It's so obvious that Justin Fields is the second best draft prospect at quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. Like I said yesterday, I love Justin Fields. I think he absolutely should be the second quarterback taken off off the board behind Trevor Lawrence. That's who the New York Jets should be picking. But apparently, that's not what they want to do because Zach Wilson, who played against lesser competition and was on nobody's radar this time last year, apparently has ascended to being the number two pick. And Daniel Jeremiah was on the NFL Network today doing the pro, the pro day, uh, the pro day access show, and he was just talking about how great Fields looked, but yet he's his number four quarterback behind Lawrence, Lance, and Wilson. And it's just interesting to hear all this praise heaped upon him, but yet it's still like, oh, Justin Fields, not quite sure. Does he have the decision-making? Can he go through his progressions? Those are certainly aspects of his game that need to improve, but that's the case for every young quarterback pretty much. Like Trevor Lawrence, he has things he has to improve upon once he gets to the NFL and plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson, if he does indeed go at number two to New York, there's a lot of things he's going to have to work on as well. Same thing with Trey Lance, same thing with Mac Jones. But for whatever reason, it's been all about Justin Fields. So in terms of who would be the better fit for Carolina in the way that the NFL has evolved, where you need a mobile quarterback who's a supreme athlete, has a great arm, and really the potential when you look at Justin Fields could be through the roof. I think that's clearly the correct option if you're Scott Fitter or the Panthers GM and Matt Rule and his coaching staff. And we'll include Joe Brady and Sean Ryan, the quarterback coach who is down there at AM checking out Kellen Mond. I think it's a no-brainer 
that if you're going to go quarterback at eight or if you're going to trade it to get a quarterback and Justin Fields is going to fall and these other teams rather have Wilson and Lawrence and, and Mac Jones, I think it's a no-brainer that the Carolina Panthers should be going out there and getting, tra- getting Justin Fields, rather. I think Justin Fields has a chance to be a very good player. I, obviously, he has things to work on. I'm not saying that he's going to come in immediately and light up this league, but I do think he has the second-highest potential behind Trevor Lawrence of all the quarterback prospects. And I will never understand how we get to this point every year. I think my favorite tweet of the day was from Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, where he said, I've been in awe of how Justin Fields fell from fell to QB5 for some folks in the last week. Like, the Clemson game happened, right? He just ran a 4.44. The, the national semifinal against Clemson should have been signed case, case closed. Like, this is Justin Fields, clearly QB2 in this draft. Clearly, this is the most talented guy behind Trevor Lawrence. Instead, it's been, oh, we have a fourth-round draft grade on him. And I would love to know what NFL team has a fourth-round draft grade on Justin Fields. If anything, if that's how teams feel about Justin Fields and the fact the Panthers had three guys up there today, that might benefit, benefit Carolina and their opportunity to get Justin Fields at number eight if they stay put. Now, will they stay put? Not quite sure. Matt Miller, who covers the NFL draft, really tied in, locked in, he had – an interesting little tidbit in his daily newsletter this past week about the Carolina Panthers and what they might do at eight. I'll get into that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk in the flavorful four. I'm probably going to go mint brownie here. Big fan of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Can imagine that mint brownie built bars are even better. Go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who has won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, found something interesting from Matt Miller. He's NFL draft scout. He is a ESPN NFL draft analyst as of this year. He has his weekly notebook where he has some interesting notes and some insights from some of the NFL teams out there leading up to the NFL draft. Really, he's done a great job, formerly with Bleacher Report. And he had this note about the Carolina Panthers at eight, saying it's no secret the Carolina Panthers have been willing to get aggressive to get a quarterback this offseason, but something I heard over the weekend is that the Panthers are also okay if they sit tight at number eight overall and draft the first offensive tackle off the board. 
Greg Little was a second-round pick by the previous regime, but hasn't shown enough in two years to warrant a belief that he's the future. If Panay Sewell or Sean Slater are available, and both could be, the Panthers might be addressing the line instead of the need at quarterback. I did say yesterday that at eight, in the scenario of Peter King, where he said that Justin Fields potentially could drop and Panay Sewell would be available, that in that situation, I would choose Panay Sewell because I had just... I've had it. I'm so sick of the constant turnstiles at left tackle. I've named guys to the past, the Chris Clarks, the Marshall Newhouses, the Byron Bells, everyone basically since Jordan Gross. I'm so tired of it. And the Panthers had tried a couple of years ago to trade up and get Greg Little and think that would work out. But Greg Little with the concussions, his rookie year, and then the injuries last season, he has not lived up to being the right guy. And also the fact that he couldn't even beat out Trent Scott. Last year when Russell Kung, the rent to tackle, came in here to Carolina and he was missing a ton of games as is. When Greg Little was in there, he showed you that he was not the guy for Carolina and he's not the future at left tackle. I understand that everyone is gung-ho about getting a quarterback at eight. I get it. At some point in time, and I've said this before, at some point in time, the Carolina Panthers are going to need to upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. It does not have to be this season. The way the contract for Teddy was structured was always set up for Teddy Bridgewater to be the starting quarterback for two seasons. And depending how that goes, he could maybe have a third season or the Panthers could extend him and he could move on to be their quarterback at least for the next couple of years. But clearly after the last six weeks of the season and a lot of the dialogue from David Tepper and Matt Rule prior to a couple of weeks ago when they said that Teddy Bridgewater is their guy, it seems fairly clear that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the starting quarterback long-term in Carolina, and nor should he. So at number eight, does it make more sense for the Panthers to draft the quarterback? Or does it make more sense to get their left tackle of the future so when that new quarterback comes in, they're not worried about what's coming from their blind side? Already, Carolina has used the franchise tag on Taylor Moten. They're still hoping by July 15th that they can get a long-term deal, which is something that should be a priority for the Carolina Panthers to assure that whenever they bring in that franchise quarterback, that they have a strong right tackle and a strong left tackle. We saw the Super Bowl. As good as Patrick Mahomes is and was in that game, you can only do so much when you have to evade the pocket every single time because your tackles aren't out there. When they didn't have Eric Fisher and they didn't have Mitchell Schwartz, Kansas City had issues. And we've seen in our own Super Bowl back in 2015 when Cam Newton had an MVP season, when Mike Rimmers was made a fool of by Von Miller and and in, um, the blind side, Michael Orr really didn't do all that well on his side either that it was an issue. You need to have good tackles. And I'm just so tired of the Carolina Panthers not investing in offensive linemen. Already this offseason, I would give them probably a D- minus in terms of addressing the offensive line. Cam Irving, a former first-round pick, crashed out with the Browns, wasn't good in Dallas. He's not... He's not going to be the answer at left tackle. They want to find versatility. I want to find guys who are going to be maulers, who are going to protect the quarterback. None of those dudes on the Carolina Panthers' current offensive line outside of Taylor Moten are that. And Pat Fline, Remington Trophy Award winner, best center in college football back when he was at Ohio State, went to Minnesota. Minnesota decided that they were better off of Garrett Bradbury, a local kid here from Charlotte who went to NC State. Then they cut him once he gets injured. He goes to the Jets last year. His PFF ranking and rating, if you really care about that kind of stuff, it didn't make you feel like this was a great pickup. So, so far, the Panthers have gotten 
two highly questionable free agents to play on the left side of the offensive line, presumably, at left tackle and left guard, and to start upcoming here in 2021. They've re-signed John Miller, who had signed a three-year deal with the Cincinnati Bron- uh, Bengals before he was cut unceremoniously after one year, came in last year and was okay, was good enough for the Panthers to bring him back, but still is that a long-term answer at right guard. In that center, his first year, Matt Paradis wasn't great. Last year, he was better, but still, Matt Paradis, restructured deal coming up to this upcoming season, his final year in Carolina, he's not going to be the future at center. Let's at least find the future at left tackle. So in that scenario, and call me crazy, I know you probably did when you listened to the podcast yesterday, I would rather take Panay Sewell than take whatever quarterback is sitting there at eight, even if it's Justin Fields, who I love. I like Justin Fields. I think he certainly would be a guy who would benefit from sitting behind Bridgewater for a year or at least the first half of the season, then starting. But I don't want to put him, and I don't want to put any rookie quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones, if he falls to eight, or the Panthers trade up, or it's Trey Lance, if he falls to the Panthers trade up, or it's Justin Fields. I don't want to put any rookie quarterback in a bad situation. Yes, they have weapons. Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Um, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Hopefully Dan Arnold becomes that pass-catching tight end that the Panthers so desperately need. And maybe they'll go out there and address in the draft in later rounds the offensive line in terms of the inside positions, the guard positions, the center position. But at left tackle, Panay Sewell, if he's available, like I like Fields. I don't necessarily love the Lance idea because I just it's 17 games against FCS competition, and I'm just not quite sure about him. I think he has potential, and he would certainly make a lot of sense for Carolina because of the situation with Teddy Bridgewater being the starter likely in 2021, and then you could have a redshirt year for Trey Lance. That would work out. I could say the same thing about Mac Jones if he comes here, and I'm definitely not a, a huge Mac Jones fan at all. As, he, as I said earlier, I'm way into having Justin Fields over Mac Jones, and I don't even think it's close when it comes to those two guys, especially athletically, and what you saw today and really what you saw the last two seasons with Justin Fields on the field at Ohio State. And that's not to take credit away from Mac Jones. He was fantastic. But if we're talking about those three quarterbacks and Panay Sewell, I think the only person of those guys who is a sure bet to be amazing in the NFL and to be a solid franchise guy for the next 10 years is Panay Sewell. And that's obviously barring injury. But barring injury, I think the surest bet for the Carolina Panthers is they're sitting there at eight and they really want an offensive tackle is taking a guy like Panay Sewell overtaking Justin Fields or taking Mac Jones or taking, taking Trey Lance or whatever quarterback might be sitting there at eight. I would rather see them Go with left tackle, solidify that, continue to build this roster, which has been something I've been harping on this entire offseason. Then go out there and find your quarterback of the future, potentially next year. Doesn't have to be this year, but what I would love for them to finally do is invest in a first round left tackle right there at eight. And Penesil from Oregon is that guy. The NFL 17th game has officially been announced on Tuesday. The Carolina Panthers will be traveling to Houston, where they'll be taking on potentially Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback, who the Carolina Panthers not too long ago, and I'm not saying they're not still interested in him, but not too long ago, were very interested in bringing Watson here to Carolina to be their franchise quarterback. But with some legal issues going on right now with Sean Watson, that makes it feel like that might not be happening. Is it time now, especially with the evaluations of the other quarterbacks the Carolina Panthers looked at today and Mac Jones and Justin Fields, is it time for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans alike to finally move on from the fantasy that is Deshaun Watson in black and blue? I'll get to that in just a moment. 
But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet in line, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I already told you guys earlier, I'm not a huge NFL Draft fan, but there are plenty of people part of the Locked On Podcast Network that are. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sycamore and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis of 2021 draft prospects of team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It was first reported on Tuesday by Adam Schefter of ESPN because who else would be the first to report this news that the NFL owners have officially approved a 17-game regular season for 2021, meaning that the Carolina Panthers will be heading to Houston to face the Houston Texans. And will they be facing who they thought would be their quarterback of the future, potentially in Deshaun Watson. That's really been the topic of conversation as the Carolina Panthers have been gung-ho about finding that quarterback of the future in this 2021 offseason after being disappointed by how Teddy Bridgewater performed, especially in the second half of the 2021 season after he showed some sort of flashes in the beginning of the season that made you think that maybe Teddy Bridgewater might have an opportunity to stick around Carolina a little bit longer than we all expected, but that will not be the case past probably this season that Teddy Bridgewater will, be, will no longer be the Carolina Panthers quarterback, um, probably heading into 2022 and maybe in 2021, depending on how things work out. But a lot of Panther fans, and myself included, wanted to see the Panthers potentially get to Sean Watson. He was the NFL passing leader last year. He's a former first-round pick. Locally, a lot of Clemson alums are here in the area. We all know just how good he was winning that national championship against Alabama a couple years ago, and also the year prior, lighting up Alabama in a national championship loss down in Glendale, Arizona. Deshaun Watson's a stud. And he is the absolute kind of quarterback that you want to have here in Carolina. And he's a franchise player, as you've seen in Houston. And he's a player who wanted out of Houston. But now, with all the legal troubles where he's being accused of sexual, sexual misconduct and harassment with a lot of these masseuses that he met on Instagram, you can go out and check out all that details on ESPN. Um, Sports Illustrated had a really good article about it. I'm really not trying to get into the nitty-gritty of it all. But it feels like it's time for the Carolina Panthers to move on. Does it make more sense for the Panthers to sit back and wait to see how things play out with Deshaun Watson? Certainly that's how the legal system here in America works out, that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But right now, it does not feel like it's going to be able to 
resolve itself prior to the NFL draft next month on April 29th. I do not see any of this being resolved by then. And that's some, someone who's not a legal expert. It just feels like it's going to be a long saga that the Houston Texans and their general manager, Nick Casario, said on a podcast that it's concerning the things that are going on, the allegations that are out there about Deshaun Watson. So the Texans are concerned. Certainly the Carolina Panthers and all teams that might have been interested in trading for him should be concerned as well. So for me, I think the best thing the Carolina Panthers should do is just stay there at eight and move on and see who's going to be available. Whether that's Justin Fields, who was spectacular as pro day and is a guy who I love and would be all about them drafting. Or if it's Panay Sewell, a left tackle, like I just talked about in the previous segment, who I would also love for the Carolina Panthers to bring here and who fits a major hole that this organization has had for years. I would be all about that. But man, Deshaun Watson, it just seems like it's time to move on. And it was it was a fun saga while it lasted. It was fun to have the conversations to think of Deshaun Watson with in the backfield alongside Christian McCaffrey and throwing to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and when Curtis Samuel was still a Panther, thinking about maybe if they re-signed Curtis, what that would have been like. But unfortunately, right now, that was all a dream, and it's something that's not going to turn into reality because this legal stuff with Deshaun Watson is deeply disturbing. I don't I don't know whether it's true or not. Again, innocent until proven guilty. But uh, just as a practical human being, it just feels really hard to believe that with the amount of cases that are out there and lawsuits against them right now and the amount of women who have come out and spoken that this is all just a hit job. I'm not saying he's guilty, but I, I really hope that he's innocent. And I just, it's a bad situation, a situation the Carolina Panthers don't need to be worrying about. They need to be moving on, thinking about the NFL draft, thinking about how they can improve their roster and how this can be a more competitive team coming up in the 2021 season. So Deshaun Watson, I enjoy watching you play football. But unfortunately, I do not think that you are the right fit for the Carolina Panthers as of right now. If your name gets cleared, then obviously I would love for that to come that for you to come here to Carolina. But right now, it's time for the Carolina Panthers to move on to everything else around the organization to forget about Deshaun Watson. Well, that's it for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast with me, Julian Council. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. Also, going to be having a new Twitter page for Locked On Panthers coming out here shortly. So when I get those details, I'm going to let you guys know about it and want you to follow me there. Um, Also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, on Odyssey. The new app is Intercom. It's changed the name to Odyssey. You can find us on the formerly known as the Radio.com app, Odyssey. You can still go check that out. And really, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. Wherever podcasts are found. Uh, More NFL Pro Days going on tomorrow. Kyle Trask. Could he be an interesting prospect for the Carolina Panthers? Maybe not in the first round, but in the second round if he is available. And we'll obviously talk about more things going on with the Carolina Panthers as we get closer to April and closer to the NFL Draft. As always, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 